Welcome to No Man's Land, brought to you by Tennis Zone Plus, Washington, D.C.'s premier tennis retailer. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to No Man's Land. This weekend, Cole and I sat down with Lizette Cabrera. Lizette's 140 in the world, WTA, from Brisbane, Australia. I gotten to know Lizette over the last few years after I spent some time down under, traveling for a little bit. She's a great player, even better person, and she's looking to make a huge push into the top 100 this year. So keep an eye out for her. How's everything been down under? Hot. It is so <laughs> hot today. Oh my God, I nearly died out on court. But it's really nice. And we have like no cases here, so we don't have to wear masks and everything's like back to normal pretty much. Yeah, How are you guys? I see the Instagram. You're just always out to eat, dressing nice. <laughs> Hanging yeah. out. <laughs> Nothing's changed for us. I feel bad. You don't have to like be restricted or anything. Yeah, we're still pretty restricted here, unfortunately. Yeah. But How many, is it still really bad? Are you guys in Virginia? We're both in DC. Oh, okay. Yeah, so essentially. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's um it's pretty tough right now. Yeah. Well, hopefully there's a vaccine and everything can go back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah, all right. So what what have you been up to? I saw you won the UTR last week. That's pretty big. Yeah, that was like my first um, tournament back really since kind of Europe. So it had been a while. Um, I was pretty nervous. But, yeah, it was really good to get three good matches and win the UTR and get a little bit of cash too. Yeah. <laughs> nervous. You're still getting nervous, and you're playing on the home courts, like. Yeah, I mean, any match I play, doesn't matter who I play, I still get really nervous. I don't know. Just nothing matches like playing a match. I don't know. You guys would know. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like you can train as much as you want, but actually getting the same um, sort of nerves and that feeling when you step out on court when you're playing a real match, it's so different. Yeah. So you've, you've been just training a ton, getting ready for the new season? Yeah, we've, um, so we're like in our preseason at the moment, I'm probably in like my fourth week. Um, so it's been like pretty physical, but it's been good because um, kind of we know like when we're going to start, you know, the year, hopefully at Oz Open, that's really motivating as well. But yeah, just training and um, trying to get in some physical games, trying to work on my calves. <laughs> I saw that schedule yeah. just came out. I saw that like uh, kind of like some clarity just came out like this week. February, I think, for Australian Open. Yeah, so they're planning on having it in um, February, but it's really tough with the Australian government. Um, it's mandatory two weeks quarantine. So at the moment, I think it's more up to the WTA and ATP and um, kind of the players if they want to come. The goal is that you can leave for like, you know, a couple hours a day and still be able to go and practice. Um, but there will be like limitations with like staying in your room and um, yeah, being in quarantine for two weeks. But I mean, all of us Aussies have done it. We didn't, we weren't allowed to go outside. Um, so, I mean, you're playing for like a lot of money and it's a grand slam. So I'd love for it to go ahead. Uh, but obviously it's up to, you know, a lot of the other players as well. It's a bit tough for um, international players, but, I mean, everyone's got to do it. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. What, what What's it like playing at your home slam? Oh, my gosh, like nothing beats it. It's like 
honestly the best feeling. I remember this year I lost first round, but I was playing on show court three and it's like a really intimate stadium. And I just like couldn't hear myself think. And there was like everyone like just cheering for you. And it's, yeah, it was an unreal feeling and atmosphere. Do you have like a favorite um, like place to play in Australia that isn't Melbourne? Uh, it would definitely be Brisbane, um, Brisbane because I train here and like all my family can come and my friends. Um, but because of COVID, they're not having Brisbane International um, in Brisbane. I don't even know if it will still be a lead-up tournament for AO, but it will all be in Melbourne now. So that kind of sucks, but, um, yeah, it is what it is. How do you go about your scheduling in, in a normal year? Do you, is it yeah, hard to plan in advance? Or? Um, I always see, like, obviously where my ranking's at, what I can get into at the time. The goal is definitely top 100. Um, has been for ages, and I'm hoping next year I'll be able to break into that. But, yeah, I try and mix up, um, like, a schedule of, like, kind of higher ITFs and WTAs because, um, obviously, WTAs are really strong. So I want to make sure that I'm getting, like, a good balance and um, just seeing where I'm at. Like, if I'm feeling confident and can play a full schedule of WTAs, I obviously would. Um, but if I'm, like, not as confident, want to get a bit more matches in, I'll try and mix in some more ITFs. And, like, when you go into that scheduling, are you looking at, like, certain areas of the world or is it kind of wherever? Um, yeah, so obviously it's so hard being here because every, every place we have to fly to is at least, like, 24-hour travel day. Um, but I try and stay, like, at home in the start of the year, obviously. And then kind of like Indian Wells time, I try and play a few lead-up tournaments in America, some challenges and kind of stay on that circuit and then, Usually the middle of the year for French and Wimby, it's like a three, four-month stint from home. So I just try and play like America and then go to Europe, get on the clay and then um, go on the grass and then come home and then go back for the U.S. swing. Yeah, so there's not much time at home. <laughs> who, who are you like, who's your, like your uh, good friends on tour that you like traveling around with? Good friends. Um, I love all the Aussie girls. We get on so well. It's always good to have another Aussie tournament. Love the American girls. I get along with Caroline Dolhide and Christiane, Jenny Brady. Um, there's a few Europeans that I get along with too. Um, but, yeah, I think everyone's pretty nice. And, yeah, I pretty much get on with everyone. <laughs> pretty easy going. Yeah. That's, that's the Aussie way, easy going. Yeah. Seriously, so easygoing and laid back. I learned that when I was down there. It's like I couldn't believe how everybody's just like, ah, so chill. It's all right. No worries. <laughs> yeah, no worries, mate. Everyone's just like saying that every second sentence. Everyone's just really ch relaxed. Just Need nice. to get down there. Yeah. No. We we, we want to do all the we want to do all the slams. I think, Fred. Yeah, I, I've only seen the Australian Open. I've never even seen the U.S. Open, and I live four hours away. No way, really? Yeah, I'm oh. like, it's always right when school's starting, and my dad would never let me miss school for it. And then, like, of course, I go to college, and then he starts taking my younger sister and lets her miss school, and but not me. So. Oh, no, that's tough. you got to go well, next year then. Yeah, I know. you got to well, see. I, it's I, only four I, hours away. I know. <laughs> I got now. I got. I'm starting to make more friends on tour, so I got some people to root for. So. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but better to watch when you're like invested in a person. Get around them. We need to do it, Freddie, but literally everybody we've had on this podcast has said that the French Open is the worst. Oh, yeah, agreed. <laughs> it's like the smallest slam and it's just like I don't know, like I don't want to badmouth like the Frenchies, but yeah. I don't know, it's just not as not as organized sometimes and I don't know, they're just like I feel like they care more about I know sometimes with Wimby, but they care about more about like the high ranked players, which is like, you know, of course their main priority, but I feel like Oz Open, like qualifier, main draw, it doesn't matter who you are, they take really good care of you. Um, and you just feel really welcome and they kind of go above and beyond. But I'm probably being biased because obviously I was open as my home slam. But, yeah, that's just how I feel. But, yeah. Have you played DC? Did you play DC last year or were you supposed to come? Or No, I played – What's there's another WTA tournament at the same time as DC and I played the other one. But I really wanted to play DC because I heard it's such a good tournament. But it's just, like, so humid and hot. Is it the one in California? Like sweating it... bullets. Yeah, I think I maybe played that one, or I was playing a challenger. I'm not sure, but yeah, hopefully next year I can maybe play DC if my ranking is good and everything. What do people What do people say about DC on tour about the tournament? Because I know like a lot of people I've talked to say like it's the hottest tournament they play. Like, in terms yeah, everyone's it's so hot there, and they're just like sweating so much, and it rains a lot. But they say it's a really good tournament and it's really, like, well-run and really organized. And obviously the city is really cool to, like, go explore. But I haven't really heard, like, bad things about it. I've heard it's a great tournament. So I'd yeah. be keen to play next year. Yeah, are, you, are, are you feeling, like, a lot of pressure going into 2021, like, from kind of, like, like Tennis Australia maybe or, like, it, maybe your own to- sort of pressure to kind of, like, get that ranking so much higher? Or are you kind of just, like let's 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 go to work and let's take care of my own thing and it'll come yeah um I've had a lot of things happen this year and it's just given me a bit more perspective and I do sometimes put too much pressure on myself so next year I just really want to make sure that I just kind of control what I can control and take care of what I can take care of instead of you know kind of worrying too much about the results I just know if I put in the work now like my chances will come um and yeah just keep getting better not just have fun if I like yeah. if I'm too uptight and I'm like always thinking about top 100 or like I need to get in this tournament I just end up playing worse but I play my best when I'm like I'm happy got good people around me and I just know I've like kind of prepared the best I can what's what's like your pre-match like do you have a little pre-match ritual where you have a certain music in your ears or things you're doing before a match yeah so I played a challenger in Granby in Canada and I was playing this song no guidance by Drake like before every <laughs> single match and That's so that, like the, the that tournament the week before I had like a shocking loss like I'd played so bad I was in like the worst head frame and this tournament because my ranking had slipped a lot and it was the last tournament I had to make final or win to make US Open qualies. And obviously, so there was like so much pressure. I like really wanted to play. And then, yeah, I just kept playing that song before every match and I ended up winning the tournament. And I'm like, this is my song. So like <laughs> every time 
I like for the rest of that kind of um, US swing into the Asia swing, I'd just play that song nonstop. So every time I think about it, I get like good memories. But well, yeah, I usually get some music before I play. Now, now I know when you come to DC, I'm going to talk to the media guys and I'm going to have them play that song when you're walking out on court. Oh my God, that would be the best. I think we should have that. Like, you know how the boxes have like a song they come out to? I reckon on big arenas, like tennis players should be able like, to choose their song. I think that would be so cool. Kyrgios played that song every day of practice at the City Open. He would oh, hit really? With, he'd hit with Thompson and he'd bring like his speaker out and he would just play that song every single day. That's so, so funny. It's so such funny. a change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's um what's your favorite city you've gotten to travel to in the states? Oh, that isn't New York City. Yeah. Um, Dothan, Alabama. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Definitely not <laughs> Dothan, Alabama. <laughs> um. Oh, okay. Let me. I like California because it's kind of similar to Oz, like the. Um, weather, lifestyle, and they've got like good acai bowls and stuff like that, like good breakfast stuff that I'm really into. Um, I don't have like a favorite place, I'd say. Yeah, I do love New York. I know I couldn't say that. I haven't been to, oh, actually, Virginia. I played Charlottesville. I uh, really liked yeah. it there. It was really green and stuff. The club was nice. Everyone was really friendly. But I don't really have a favorite city. Sorry, that's a really bad answer. Uh, what, about, what about, like, crazy travel story? Anything crazy happen to you, like, an airport or something? Crazy travel story. Oh, this is not that crazy, but we were – I don't know where we were, but we had a delayed flight to get to Chicago to go to Toronto. We landed in Chicago and we sprinted from one end to the other end of that massive terminal. Like, we're not used to this. Like, our terminals in Australia are, like, not that big. And we sprinted so hard, didn't make it, had, like, two minutes left to go, and even the flight was delayed and she wouldn't let us on. So then we had to stay a night in Chicago, and then Caroline actually ended up being there. And I ended up going out for, like, dinner with her and her sister, and then going to Toronto the next day. But that's really not a crazy story. But it was just, like, the timing that she was there. And she, like, loved Chicago. And so it was cool to, like, go out in her city. But, um, yeah, that's all I can think of right now. Sorry. <laughs> that's good. That's so funny. Do you remember the first time I met Caroline and maybe, like, the second time I had met you was at your 21st birthday party? Yeah, when you were in Oz. Yeah, yeah. That was. And didn't you jump into the um into the water? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. yeah. I like. Yeah. I and I were like talking, and we saw that there was the little like, I don't know, canal that ran through the back of the house. Yeah. He told me I wouldn't jump in it, and I said, "This this party needs some life," so I decided (laughs) to jump in it. (laughs) Yeah, it was so funny. We all went out onto the um little bit that goes onto the canal it was so random we just see freddie jumping into the canal we're like okay why not well, someone yeah, told there, might be, there might be sharks in there and so then i got out right away so <laughs> nah definitely no sharks in there i don't reckon oh, man. That's but, so yeah. 
<laughs> Somebody has to have a video of that, Freddie. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Maybe everyone, Mitch has it. I don't know. Yeah, everyone came out with their phones. So, like, somebody's got to have something. Yeah. I wish I had that. I think I... Yeah, I don't think I have that. I was a little bit out of it. That was a night. God. Well, yeah. Cole, you got anything else? No, I was... No, not really. We did. Oh, wait, I did sorry, some. I, I did some. I did some uh, kind of like research on your like past results. What would you say was like your biggest win? My biggest win. Um, I'd and say. And there's one that stands out to me. But go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, start of this year when I played Caroline Garcia and Hobart. Yeah, I would say that was probably my biggest win so far. That was a really good match. So my, there's like, that one, but I was also looking at Annette Contevit. Oh, yeah. That was when I had my breakout year back in, like, I don't know, 2016. I remember I decided, like, had this whole ordeal with college. I was at Auburn, and then they said I wasn't eligible, so I came home. And then the following year, I just made a decision. I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to go pro on Oz. And then I was ranked for like a thousand in the start of the year, and then I ended up finishing the year like 200 or something like that. And I'd played Annette at the end of that back year and beat her when she was ranked like 30, and it was like a really good win. Yeah, I was really pumped with that. Yeah. Yeah, I saw least. that. I was like, that's a that's a big one, and it's like yeah. it was it was a while ago, so I was like. That's crazy because do you feel like you're a completely like different player from the time you played her now? Yeah, I think back then because I'd had that big breakout and I was full of confidence and I was really young. I think I was maybe like 18 or 19 and I just like was so up and about and kind of like a baby on tour. I still think I am a baby on tour, but now that I've got like a little bit more experience um, and kind of played like a lot more matches, I definitely feel like I'm a different player than what I was back then yeah that's awesome yeah that's sweet well thanks i appreciate you uh taking the time to hop on even with the time change and everything <laughs> no worries sorry i was late i like my phone was dead and i'm like yeah sorry about that <laughs> thanks for having me of course nice to meet you thank yeah, you yeah nice to meet you too yeah all right, well, well, take care, guys. I'll get to see you soon, whether it's down under or you. I'm going to have to give you a tour of D.C. sometime, so you got to get over here. Yeah, no, I'll definitely have that in my schedule, hopefully, if COVID <laughs> is gone by then. <laughs> yeah, I, I sure hope so. Thanks. Yeah, me too. All right, wow. thanks, Lizzie. Thanks, thanks guys.